27 April 1994, the question is, where were you? The only thing that I remember is that uh, that's when I cast my first vote in 1994, April 27, in Taupe High School. I will never forget coming all the way back from uh, the university to go home where I cast my first vote. Many people are saying, what has that done for the country uh, since then? 29 years in, into democracy, is there anything to look back to say and say, we have done this, we have achieved this? I'm not sure, but we are not here to talk about politics. All we know of is about what's happening on the field. The politics of football is what brings us together in Team Spirit Podcast, which is proudly brought to you by City Press and Team Spirit. Safa PSL. Gee, PSL dropping a bombshell on Thursday last week that they would not attend Safa's soccer in Daba. And true to that, they didn't uh, attend that event, uh, the three-day Lukhuta uh, at Emperor's Palace. I'm not sure what uh, Mr. Mutuahai uh, makes of, of that because, uh, you know, you can't have a situation where football people discuss football without a special member who is a key member of the association, but we'll hear from him later. And what a classy performance by uh, Mamelodi Sundowns when they brushed aside away from home in Algeria, winning 4-1. This weekend, you know, as they always say, just an academic. The, the return fixture at Loftus, I expect it to be full to, they say what, to the rafters or to capacity. And again, I know they've been flowing, they've been flying uh, the radar down there no, not many have noticed what gallants have been doing but they've man uh, hoisted our flag very high also getting a credible draw away in Egypt at pyramids and then I think and I expect them to just finish off the job and qualify for the semi-finals what a ride it has been for, for Marumo gallants despite all the issues that they've uh, that have besieged them uh, locally and internationally for that matter. We know about the issue of some few thousand dollars in Libya and the big one this weekend, survival mode. Who is going to survive the PSL drop? We've got a six-pointer on Thursday, which is a Freedom Day, Swallows, Marisbeck United. We've got Kesa Chiefs against the uh, Chiba United and also on Monday, which is a workers' day, our week, our day, Swallows against Kaiser Chiefs. Remotoai, Madumera. Thanks, Spirit. Uh, thanks for always hosting me with a nice warm cup of coffee. It's always a pleasure to be here. The big story of the past weekend was the soccer in Daba. How did it go without the PSL's presence? Yeah, well, um, it was business as usual for Safa, and uh, but like you rightfully pointed out, uh, you ask yourself how can it be business as usual when they don't have a special member, uh, an organization that uh, is running professional club football in South Africa, which is the PSL, 
Uh, yeah, but uh, looking at the outcomes of that meeting, remember it culminated into that ordinary Congress where SAFA also pronounced their financials. I see they had um, a, a 2.9 million shortfall. Obviously, yeah, as you would expect, the money is not coming in big numbers uh, in that organization. It's been a struggle for some time, even though, you know, they... They, they are always reluctant to admit uh, to the fact. So, yeah, basically what has been discussed there, I saw some of the things on the agenda was the, um, uh, you know, updating uh, uh, the Congress about the, the bid for the 2027 Women's uh, World Cup. And then, you know, SAFA is also upset at COSAFA. You see now uh, there's this friction that, Kosafa uh, have been, you know, sort of uh, you know, in, in, in coming and organizing their events in South Africa when SAFA is not actually benefiting anything. So, yeah, at most, things that were mostly going to be discussed with the PSL, I mean, naturally, those things will be shelved, like things like uh, topics around uh, the control of the so-called development structures in the country, uh, implementation of age regulations, and then, you know, also looking at uh, SAFA trying to uh, enforce a regulation where, uh, where it will be compulsory for teams to have qualified coaches on the bench. That is their premier division team. But on, on this COSAFA thing, I mean, you have an organization that the controls football in Southern Africa, hosting events here who should be bidding to host events is it not SAFA which should naturally host a bid to host events in the country rather than COSAFA going behind the SAFA's back to go to municipalities and to host events in the country without SAFA's uh, knowledge and acknowledgement yeah no SAFA I think uh, um, uh, they are right in being upset at how COSAFA have been doing things obviously you know, COSAFA taking advantage that their their offices are actually in South Africa, yeah. so it doesn't even take anything for them to go directly to the uh, to the government. You know, as an independent uh, body that controls football in in Southern Africa in the uh, in the SADC region. So, but SAFA are right in their fight that you know this can be this can happen because. It, it 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 now you know renders SAFA useless as the controlling body of national football in the country. I saw last week. Uh, previously, it was reported that Namibia and Botswana wanted to do a joint bid for the Afcon in 2027. Uh, later in in in. in yeah, in the years, uh, but Namibia pulled out saying they've got other priorities looking at the cost implications uh, that to the country that they would not be, uh, be able to fund uh, such an event. What, what, do you do, what do you make of, uh, of, of their stance and do you agree that uh, as a country the priorities must be something else before hosting of events? Should suffer learn anything out of that? Yeah, no, you see, because the thing is um, with the hosting of mega sporting events, remember now the AFCON uh, features 
24 nations now. It's no longer a 16-team tournament. So the idea of co-hosting, I think, is the way to go because obviously if you are not like South Africa with all the facilities and resources there ready to host uh, any tournament any day, then, yeah, you know, I think it's uh, it's the right call for Namibia to look at that and, you know, not necessarily committing themselves to something that they won't be able to stand up to. I mean, we've seen, check how many countries uh, withdrew in the last hour, you know, in the countdown mm-hmm. to the tournament because Masenta uh, Satagane and, yeah, you don't want to see yourself in that situation. Okay, let's go to the field of play now. Sundowns 4-1 away from home. Is the job done? Yeah, on paper, the job is done. And I don't see Belouis Dad uh, coming back from... But football is not played on paper. Yeah, that paper, that paper, I mean, is good for Sundowns because with Sundowns, uh, they they walk the talk. And uh, yeah, by far, Sundowns has been, you know... Uh, uh, one of the exciting teams to watch. They've got depth in their squad. I mean, you look at how they've been able to rotate players, giving some that were almost forgotten in in uh, now since they, you know, uh, they've wrapped the business in terms of the local league. So, yeah, who, I mean, give me a team that came back from, you know, 4-1 down at home and then win five nil away it can only be sundowns because we've seen them beating al Ahly uh, by a five goal margin before okay so you think the job was done in the first leg and all they need to do is to honor the fixture uh, this weekend yeah absolutely i think uh, the ticket is already booked for sundowns in the semi-finals i thought they played one of the best games that i've, I've seen them playing uh, last weekend and I mean, on, on, on Tuesday, they beat uh, Richards Bay. What, what, what's happening with Richards Bay United? From where they started, I don't even remember when is their last win. Yeah, you know, hey, with Richards Bay, I think they can only uh, uh, count their luck that, you know, they did well in the first round. Otherwise, they'll be fighting relegation. They'll be sitting right at the bottom of the of the lock, you know, at the rate at which... Uh, I mean, they are losing matches now. In fact, their, their last victory was way back in, in, in February uh, against Delis. And then, just quickly, let's touch on Marumo Gallant. Uh, I think they've also done well. Uh, besides, or despite all the problems that they've, they've faced so far. Yeah, you know, the, the Libyan um, uh, story aside, that controversial story about the hotel bill and stuff uh credit to marumo gallants i think they've really punched uh way above their weight uh, i mean looking at where they are on the dstv premiership block um and by the way they've dragged uh, cheaper united and swallows into into the relegation zone so they are just flying above them there even though you know the the points difference is not that much but uh, Marumo Gallants have been telling, you know, a nice story in the CAF Confederations Cup. And, you know, I 
I can only hope that they make the semi-finals because if you ask me, they were unlucky to come away with a draw against Pyramids. That's the game that uh, you know they 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 actually deserve to win. Speaking of that draw, it's always said that it's not over until the final whistle. They must have learned that lesson because uh, they considered a penalty in the last minute of the game. But uh, uh, speaking of last-minute goals, I saw also Richards Bay against Marisbeck. It was a last-minute goal. Mamkiz's team, Royal AM against the TS Galaxy. TS Galaxy scored in the last minute as well of that game. Uh, but this is what makes football interesting. Finally, uh, looking at this weekend's matches, we spoke of a six-pointer. Marisbeck United against Morocco Solos. This is number 14 versus number 16. Yeah, what an interesting game. Yeah, a six-pointer indeed. And, you know, failure to win by uh, either side. Like, I mean, a goalless draw won't be a good result for them. Uh, considering that Marumo Gallans is actually waiting for Marisbeck United immediately, you know, after they are kept confed cup fixture which is another six pointer and and like i said i mean um, uh, looking uh, at the form of teams that are in the relegation zone uh, you'll give it to uh, to marumo gallons as a sure bet you know to to survive the chop while uh, you know it points to swallows and marisbeck actually uh, uh, going down so it will be between the two uh, who's gonna finish on the playoff spot but yeah I don't really see them coming out of the bottom. I see also Chiefs has got a, a key because uh, they play uh, Chiba United on Thursday and Swallows on Monday. Uh, they play number 15 on, on, on Thursday, number 14 on, on Monday. Uh, if they win both matches, what will it mean for both uh, Chiba and Swallows? Yeah, you see, uh, against Chiefs, they, they are up against quite another you know unpredictable side because with uh with Azazwani's team you can you know bet on anything and then you look at uh you know what's coming for them is that big derby in the net bank cup so you, you um that's when you'll closely monitor the minds of their players you know their mindset mm. uh, where exactly are they looking at and then also, you look at Chiefs, I mean, things are not happening for them to really challenge for that runners-up spot. I mean, they, I mean, they are uh, sort of blowing it away with their defeat to Skukuni United. That's the defeat that they, uh, they never really wanted. I mean, if ever they have any hopes of uh, getting a Champions League spot. But yeah, for... Uh, uh, for Chipa United and Swallows, uh, I mean, yes, the, the, it will be such a massive result for them to get three points out of Chiefs. But uh, yeah, looking at it, it's it's really high, highly impossible that Chiefs can lose to both sides. You and finally, speaking of Champions League spot, it's between uh, Super Sport United and Orlando Pirates now. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. That's where it's going now because uh, those two teams have been getting. Uh, the results. So, yeah, consistency is key there to exactly how it will end. Before I let you go, the story that broke on Monday, Floyd Mbele leaving Orlando Pirates, did it come as a surprise to you? 
Sure, you know, uh, what's happening at Orlando Pirates, you know, if ever there's a club where uh, secrets are kept right to the end, that's uh, the <laughs> that stable of the Buccaneers. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, looking at the history of Floyd and things that we hear from Pirates that uh, they are influencing the lineup and stuff like that, yeah, I'm sure, you know, one cannot be surprised if changes of this nature you know take place but you know until anyone can say it can confirm it yeah it will it will remain uh, as that you know rumors of other people's influence within the team but yeah only until we hear from Floyd then uh, we can only make conclusions it doesn't help to speculate if you don't have the facts i think that's the true uh, reflection of things at pirates they issued the 17 weight statement uh, about uh, his departure from Orlando pirates all we can do is to wish him luck uh, wherever he goes this is what the club said that they wish him all the best in his future endeavors i think that's all we had for for this week, don't forget to go to all our social media platforms and also go to www.citypress.co.za for all the hits and misses. This is Team Spirit Podcast.